This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Build Four Tough Studio. Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning. After talking about this for months, we finally have a decision from Derek Carr that, of course, affects the New York Jets. It happened at 10.30-something after the show yesterday, 10.30 a.m., as most things do. If you want breaking news in sports, just wait till the show is over, and then it happens, and then we get to talk about it the next morning, except for Aaron Judge. We did get Aaron Judge of that decision during the show, but most things happen right when we're done. So Derek Carr going to the New Orleans Saints, and now the Jets have to pivot. It's pivot time, as BT would say, and it's all about Aaron Rodgers because after that, there's a bunch of slop, as we have detailed for a very long time now. So will it be today? I feel like every day I open up the show saying the same thing. Will it be this week? Will it be today that we find out? Then Aaron Rodgers wants to be a New York Jet. Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, said that his sources say that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers spoke yesterday, and he's open to coming to New York, if you'd like to believe that or not. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? I'm doing great, G, and I do believe that. You know, and I've, and I've believed that all along. Uh, you know, especially after what I told you two and a half weeks ago, what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers here, and uh, how much money. Uh, he would have to uh, agree to in terms of a salary and all that other stuff. So I think that it is a real, real possibility. And I think Nathaniel Hackett knows something that the rest of us don't know. And that's a good thing for the New York Jets. Um, this contract that Derek Carr signed, it wasn't exactly the contract that everybody thought he was going to get. Now, it looks great on paper. The AAV is going to be about $37.5 million. This is the exact contract the Giants should be given Daniel Jones. Because there's a lot of money up front, and uh, after two years, if it don't work out, get what? Guess what? We can get out of it. Yeah. That's why these contracts that these players sign basically aren't really worth the paper that they're written. Well, they're worth that, but they're not worth all the, the numbers that are written in those uh, contracts. And it makes the agents look good. It makes their car feel like he's making $37.5 million a year. And uh, at the end of the day... If he doesn't see the end of that contract, you know, maybe it'd be a little bit more higher AAV because of the initial money in the first two years of the contract. But I think what that shows you, it shows you how teams and players can come to an agreement that doesn't hamstring the salary cap, but also reflects 
a reasonable amount of money for a guy who has been around for nine years and has been a starting quarterback in this league. And Daniel Jones hasn't reached that status yet. You know, and I know Daniel Jones had a great year. And that's why I was saying yesterday, if, if, there's, if the Giants are offering somewhere around $37 million, man, he's got to sign it. Yeah, well, apparently they made a lot of progress yesterday, and they're going to meet again today, and they think that something is going to happen. Mike Garofolo, who a Boomer and Geo listener from NFL Network, had that, you know, they're going to meet and feel very, very close about it now. So I don't think that we're going to be in a situation any longer after seeing that, where the franchise tag is used, because I've been saying that both sides do not want to use that. It's not good. Because it, it kills the team. And exactly. The and it kills the player, because, of course, he doesn't get a long-term deal, and he's got to play for his, you know, sing for his supper. For once again, so I do think that we'll hear something about that today before four o'clock with Daniel Jones. But the enormity, and I think that because we've talked about it so much, we've kind of forgotten how big this is, not just for the Jets, but the you know the entire coaching staff, not just the Jet fan base, but the coaching staff. Yeah, well, and Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't come here, and they've got to go to one of these other guys. I mean, Rob Sala immediately is the next guy you're thinking hot seat because if it doesn't work out with that guy, and I know that you know people say, well, it's Joe Douglas, he's the one who blew it with the quarterback, everything else, okay, but it was the coaching staff that had its hands on Zach Wilson and totally screwed that up. I went over all the reasons you know Zach Wilson shouldn't have been playing last year, and it should have been other guys, and they continued to force him down all of our throats to the point where he was completely ruined. If they end up with a guy like Ryan Tannehill, Andy Dalton, I'm not a Garoppolo. Offend one of those guys and it doesn't work out where Zach Wilson has to play because one of those guys get hurt. Rob Sal's not going to be the coach next year. You know, by the way, I was thinking that uh, the first time that Derek Carr heard somebody tell him over there, Florham Park, that he could be a Hall of Famer if he signed with the Jets, it was like, uh, Man, I can't, I can't trust these guys. <laughs> yeah. I can't trust these guys at all. So, plus, you know, he does have a relationship and a very good one, obviously, with Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, because he was the first coach that drafted him. Yeah, and you know, he, you know, Dennis Allen was gushing yesterday over the signing of Derek Carr, and it, it seems natural. I thought maybe uh, Carolina would be a good spot for for him, but maybe Carolina now is going to. Pivot, and you know they're really looking at the draft, and maybe they'll go after one of those younger quarterbacks that are coming out at the top of the draft. If one of them fall to them, or they may have to trade up to go get one of them. But uh, you know, the guy who I'm really, really happy for is Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith signed a three-year, one hundred ten million dollar contract. He's thirty-three years old. If you would have told me that he was going to sign a $100 million contract five years ago, I would have said you are out of your mind. Well, even five years ago, before the season this year, when he was fighting with Drew Locke to be the starting quarterback, and we thought that there was a chance that they were tanking because they were going to have those two guys compete to be the starter, and he takes them to the playoffs, is comeback player of the year, and then gets paid. I mean, yeah, obviously five years ago it seemed like a miracle, but even before this season, as recently as August, nobody believed that this could happen. Yeah, well, think about about it. He had uh, 34 touchdown passes through the years of 2013 and 2021, and then he threw 30 touchdown passes last year. I mean, you know, you see some of the throws that he makes. We, we can watch it on CBS Sports Network here, and you can see that this is what the Giants want to see out of Daniel Jones. Now, I will say that this perseverance thing with, you know, he grew up. You know, when he got here, he was completely immature, much like Sam, uh, Sam Darnold was, much like Mark Sanchez was, Zach much Wilson. like Zach Wilson yeah. is. And it, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you got to be a place where there's no pressure and you can learn and you can kind of, you know, create the friendships and the respect in the locker room. And that's exactly what Geno Smith did. So I, I'm happy for that kid. I, that, he deserves the money. He, he really does. And again, it, it kind of 
when you think back to his time with the Giants, you know, Ben McAdoo wanted to throw him out there. And it got ugly because Eli was here. Yeah. Now, Ben McAdoo wanted to draft Patrick Mahomes. If Daniel Jones signs a new long-term contract, then Dave Gettleman got it right. If Daniel, if uh, Saquon Barkley ends up staying here, then Dave Gettleman got it right. I know, I know that I, the, the Saquon one I'm going to push back on because I still don't think you should draft a running back number two overall. You could have the same I, exact I, production from a guy and sign him to a long-term deal and take him in the third round. Um, within there's tons of examples with running backs. I mean, the second overall pick for Saquon Barkley. But, but at that time, you ridiculous. have to understand, like the 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 reason why he did what he did, the reason why he did what he did is because they were trying to help Eli Manning out towards the end of his career. Yeah, they were trying to bring in playmakers, and and in his rookie year, he was good. Yeah, he was, was really good. He was an offensive rookie of the year, right? So I mean. You know that that validates the, the the selection and why the selection was made. You know we all tend to forget why the selection was made and and how it, how well it turned out for Saquon. And you know and whatever you want to talk about the you know Al hates talking about the offensive line of the Giants and Eli Manning and all that other stuff. You're gonna have him for a hundred years. I, I understand all that, but there were reasons why Gettleman did what he did. And here we are, you know, five years later, and they're trying to resign Daniel Jones to a contract extension. So are you sitting here telling me now that Dave Gettleman got it right? With Daniel Jones? I mean, he's had one good season. He's had a lot of injuries. And he's going to get paid because Brian Dayball was able to unlock him. So he's not as big of a disaster as we thought he was going to be. It wasn't a total flop. But, I mean, Daniel Jones is going to have to continue to build off of what happened last year for me to say that he absolutely got it right. What if he never makes the playoffs ever again? I mean, I can't see here based off of one year to say that Daniel yeah. Daniel Jones is striking gold for Dave Gettleman after one good season. I, I know that, buddy. Daniel Jones is going to get paid. He is going to get paid. And and if you're going to get paid, just like Gino got paid, just like Derek Carr got paid, and, and Daniel will get paid somewhere around there, uh, you got to say then then the draft pick was the right draft pick. I, I It's not, again, I... <laughs> I don't know what to say other than, you know, there were other mistakes made. Remember, he didn't hire the coaches. You know, that's ownership who hires coaches. Yeah. You know, and whether it be, you know, uh, Shermer or whether it be McAdoo or whether it be Joe Judge, that's all, that's all, you know, above the pay grade of the GM. Now, the GM's involved in all of that, but, you know, giving his, you know, I guess his expertise, his point of view and what he thinks, but it really comes down to ownership hiring those, uh, those coaches. But that's what that's what it yeah. is. So, and unfortunately, you know, and I know G- Gettleman was uh, bombastic and very, uh, you know, aggressive with defending his picks and the hog mollies and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, all these guys are staying here. Well, not all these well, guys. Galladay is probably <laughs> the biggest. But Galladay is the biggest mess. The other one, by the way, DeAndre Baker was a horrendous one. Well, uh, yeah. Nate Solder was horrendous. I mean, I, I'm not yeah, here. But again, why were they doing what they were doing at the time? What does it matter? But I, wait, I'll tell you, <laughs> well, you make, it, make a terrible mistake. You make a terrible mistake. So when Joe Douglas got the, the Jets, basically his job was to tear it down yeah. and to rebuild it. When Dave Gettleman got here, his job was to try to support Eli Manning and keep Eli Manning on the field. And he made some really bad decisions and in he, doing and so. He, and he tried to he, he signed the best offensive tackle at the time that was on the market, and his name happened to be Nate Solder, who was coming off a Super Super Bowl appearances yeah. with the New England Patriots. And when he was signed, everybody around here thought it was the greatest signing right. ever. We we tend to forget those things. Like I, you know, as as a Ranger fan, I could sit here and I could say, you know, when we signed Panarin and he decided to take less money to play for the Rangers, it's turned out to be great. 
He's turned out to be a great ranger. He's turned out to do everything that we thought he was going to do. He gets, yeah, you get frustrated every now and again watching uh, the bread man, but the bread man has delivered the bread for the most part since he signed his big contract. So you made the right decision. Yeah. So not every decision is the right decision by these general managers. Some of them, you know, take a shot in the dark. Like Makai Becton, to me, is a shot in the dark. Is that kid ever going to come back and be the kid that he was his freshman year? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you can't, I mean a shot in the dark in the first round is Unfortunately, not, it's, not, well, it's not what you're supposed to do as a general manager. Yeah, but I think they're all shots in the dark. You just never know how a player, and especially if a player is going to get injured. You, you, yeah. you can't predict those things. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really interested in going back and trying to rewrite the legacy of Dave Gettleman as a general manager. I mean, at this point, I just want to see them I'm continue to grow positively. <laughs> and I think that they had to make a general manager change. They had to make a head coach change. I think that they've got the right guys in place and they're on the precipice of competing yearly in this conference. I'm and just, that's not, the important thing. I, I'm not fighting with you over the history of Dave Gettleman and Gi- Giants. I'm just going back because some people tend to forget who made these draft picks or why these players are here. And yes, they finally got the right coach. They, mm-hmm. they got the coach that got everybody on the same page. And don't forget the defensive coordinator who was really important this year, especially with the amount of money that was being spent on defense. Very little. Compared to what had been spent on offense. Yeah. I mean, I also think that he created, like, the the players did not like Dave Kettleman. Not at all. And and that was another thing that was going on there. They didn't trust him. They didn't like him. He was too old school. He didn't walk around the practice field. Just wasn't working. The whole thing just wasn't working. You know, the amazing thing is he signs Bradbury. And Bradbury ends up on Philadelphia. And they go to the Super Bowl. Sure. For whatever reason, you know, they had to get rid of him. Joe Shane had to get rid of him. Well, yeah, I mean, for cap reasons. That's what it right, was. Exactly. I mean, he couldn't keep him. And, and now, and now Bradbury. But guess, be, guess who created those cap problems? Uh, Dave Gettleman. Okay. So, and yeah, we go he, back and forth all day, but I don't think I, anybody cares. I, I don't think anybody cares either. <laughs> you know what but I'm saying? But at the end of the, no I know. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about the validation of picking a guy because the Giants going to end up having to pay Daniel Jones. So they have until 4 o'clock today to make some sort of decision. As, as to whether or not they, they are going to give him the exclusive franchise tag, give him a new contract, or give him the, the non-exclusive franchise tag, where then he can go out and negotiate with anybody, and then the Giants can match it, or they could say, see ya, and we'll take two first-round draft picks. Yeah, let me ask you, just because we're talking about quarterbacks, you said that you know the validation of Daniel Jones being drafted now because he's going to get a contract is the thing that you'd say it's, it was a great draft pick, which I don't... That's that was a great draft pick. I'm just saying, if you're going to keep him and you're going to give him another contract, and your contract's going to be close to two hundred million dollars, I'm saying that's that's validation but, but, that he was a, a pick uh, where he was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, but picked. I mean, like, see, not everybody who gets the money though, like, uh, he's getting the money off of, of what he did last year and what they believe he can do in the future. Do you believe that all the money that Kirk Cousins was given has been validated since he's been up there? Or not? I think his numbers basically speak for themselves. Yeah, but what what is it about though? You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm, they brought I'm, him in after an NFC Championship game. He never got back there. You know, and he's had some numbers, and I told you, I really loved what he did this past year. But, like, it's not just about validating the contract. It's, a, I mean, to How me. How many games did Doug? We uh, really need to see these teams. Like, you got to win. You got to give your t- team a chance to win a Super Bowl, or at least get to a Super Bowl. That's well, really what it's well, about. I would say That's that where Kirk, the validation Kirk, comes while in. While Kirk Cousins gives their team a chance to win. You know, what happened to Case Keenum after that whole thing? 
Yeah, I mean, he was he was he was gone. I wanted to bring him back. But the point is that you know Daniel Jones in this in this past year got into the second round of the playoffs. That's as far as Kirk Cousins has gotten the Minnesota Vikings as the second round of the playoffs one time and ended up losing to the San Francisco 49ers where you didn't feel like they were close. So to me, like when you, I hear validation, validation is being the leader of a team that you believe really can go to a Super Bowl How and have a chance to win it. I mean, my question to you then would be how good was the Viking defense? It was terrible, but the quarterback is the most important play. And it wasn't always terrible. It wasn't terrible back in that year where they beat the Saints down in New Orleans and then went up to San Francisco and got their asses kicked. Defense wasn't bad then. It was bad this past year. It wasn't always the worst defense in football. Last year it was. I just, when you're the quarterback, you're telling me, is this signing? Like for, for Derek Carr and the Saints, what is validation for... For that is the fact that he got the contract because he got paid by another team. Does it make the Vegas Raiders look silly? Does it validate the fact that Derek Carr was someone who thinks he could still play because he got that contract? It was validated. No, the work has to be done. We got to see him take that, especially in the NFC South. We got to see that guy in the playoffs every single freaking year that he's under contract. What also goes to show you just how desperate teams are. Yeah. You know, and, and number one, to keep their quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and uh, Geno Smith. And number two is to go after another quarterback, kind of like Derek Carr and the Saints. So it is a quarterback-driven league. There's no question about that. I, I can't sit here and, you know, I know how you feel about the Vikings. And I know how you feel about Kirk Cousins. The guy stands in there. The guy shows up every game. Has he missed a game as a, as a Viking? Yeah, he had very few. I mean, I, not last year he didn't. Right. So I, one of the things that, you know, Giant fans love about Eli is that Eli never missed a game. Sure. He was always there every Sunday, every Monday, every Thursday night, every Saturday, whatever the game was played, he was there. And much like Kirk Cousins, who got his ass kicked this year. Yeah. You know, Eli used to hang in there, and he used to get his ass kicked, and Giant fans could appreciate that, and he could lead his team to wins. How many how many fourth quarter comebacks does Kirk Cousins yeah, have? Well, well, last year he had he had a ton last year. Prior to that, it was a big problem. But the reason I bring up these guys is I all feel like they're in the same type of conversation. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. They're, and I know those Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr are older than Daniel Jones. But they're all kind of that same guy that like gets you to the certain level. So that's why I asked the question, what is validation for those guys? You know, for, for me as a fan... It's seeing them, you know, lead their team into an AFC or an NFC championship game and being like, man, like if he makes enough plays here, they can go to the Super Bowl. Then I'll be like, that guy's worth it. The interesting thing is going to be here. Here it is. It's like T Higgins in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's going into the last year of his contract. Four million dollars made. That's that's what his contract says. He's not a four million dollar player. He's already outkicked his contract fifty times over. He should be a sixteen to twenty million dollar player. Yeah, he should be a wide receiver one or one A for some team other than the Bengals if they can't afford to pay him. The question is for him: Is he going to take less money to stay in Cincinnati because he knows he's got the great quarterback, or is he going to go after the dollars? And go somewhere else, maybe with a medium quarterback. Like, if you were T. Higgins and the Giants came a knocking on the door of the Bengals and said, Hey, we'd like to make a trade. We'll give you our number one for T. Higgins. Would you do that if you were, uh, T. Higgins and would you sign a, a say, $18 million a year contract? Oh, absolutely. With the Giants to play with Daniel Jones? Yeah, w- without a doubt. Because I can give you all the examples of these other guys who have gone somewhere else when they've been with better quarterbacks to get money. And a lot of it happened last year. Uh, Devontae Adams, that was a big one. 
Tyreek Hill well, had Tyreek to get Hill traded. Still had a great game, a great season, though. He had a great. Well, both guys had great but, seasons. But, I know, but the point was that they had to trade him, right? It was like he wasn't taking less money to stay with Patrick Mahomes. They had to trade him somewhere else to get that money. Yeah, but now the question is like. Is T. Higg- what's T. Higgins going to do? Same what's thing as those guys. 100%. He has to, right? Well, same course. What do you think he's going to see all his peers making $20 million a year? And he's floundering in Cincinnati. He gets a whole bunch of Fs by the Players Association for treatment of families and facilities and nutrition just so we can play with Joe Burrow in a freezing cold Rust Belt city? What are you freaking kidding me? Cincinnati's a very nice city. They're <laughs> very nice. City. I'm sure don't, it is. Don't, don't uh, underrate the city. I'm, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of other places. You know that. I know that. Well, especially you got to go where the money is, and, and it's his time to get paid. But, yeah. uh, you know, just to get back to Daniel Jones real quick, um, you know, today is this is the wrecking hour. This is where he and his family have got to sit down and say, you know what, this is what we're taking. And I, it's got to be similar to what Derek Carr got. It's got to be similar. It's got to be a very similar contract. They Maybe, maybe they go five years. I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a little bit more guaranteed money up front. Uh, I'm not really sure, but I think that that contract right around that number, the AAV number of 37.5, you know, is fair. Would be fair. Well, the market's given, been set. Given the market, yes. Yeah, the market's been set now by Derek Carr and Geno Smith, and there was no reference point for this particular year with quarterback contracts. And now you've seen it. So he's not going to get that much more than those guys. He's just not. So his agents have to be a little bit more realistic with that number. And I do believe now we're going to see a deal uh, with Daniel Jones and the Giants before 4 Well, they, they can tag him and they can still negotiate. If they put the exclusive franchise tag, they can protect themselves, but they'll have to get under the salary cap because that will have an impact on the salary sure. cap. They may end up having to cut people before March mm-hmm. 15th, yeah. which we already saw starting yesterday. I didn't think it was going to start yesterday. I thought it would start a little bit later this week, but we're already starting to see guys get cut. Now, I don't know how many of these guys are being designated June 2nd cuts because each team is allowed to pick two players. Yeah. They can cut them now and they can say it's retroactive June 2nd, and then that relieves some of the salary cap pressure. Um, but a bunch of guys got cut yesterday, and here's one that's very interesting. It sounds like Orlando Brown, the big left tackle for the, uh, or the right, right? Left tackle, I think. Left tackle. Yeah, for the Kansas City Chiefs is not going to be franchise tagged, and he's going to be a free agent if the uh, Chiefs and he do not come up with a contract. All right. That is huge. That is a big one. One of the best left tackles in football and obviously protecting the best quarterback in football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, former GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We are the show that brings you right up until the breaking news in the NFL. Take you to 10 a.m., 10.05, bang, something drops on you. Boomer and I were in the newsroom talking to the, uh, or the Bangladesh call center, talking to the great Bob Gelb yesterday. Then all of a sudden, Boomer's phone's buzzing and going off. Derek Carr to the Saints. I was almost about to just walk into the studio with Tiki and Tierney and be like, hey, take 15 minutes off, all right? Let, let those guys have it. Yeah, they got I it. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, all right, but Jerry is here with a sports update. What's happening, Jerry? That's what you want to call it. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. You guys have discussed it. The 4 p.m. deadline. We shall see. Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, who knows? The Cowboys using their tag on Tony Pollard. The Raiders said to be tagging Josh uh, Josh Jacobs. So, Tony Pollard, this is this is his contract. Right now, one year, $10.091 million. Right. So, that's the franchise tag. And I would think that they would try to do something with him to get that $10 million down. And give them a little bit more space <laughs> yeah. on their salary. This cap. is a guy who broke his leg in the last game we saw him. It's the Niners. Yeah, who was you know bound to make a bunch of money this offseason. Yep. So this is this just one of those situations in the NFL that stinks. But the fact that he can get that ten million dollars guaranteed, hopefully, and then have a chance to come out and prove that he's healthy to get another bite at the apple is about the best he can expect right How now. How about the fact that you had Eric Kendricks from your Vikings yeah. released? You mm-hmm. had Bud Dupree from the Titans released. Frank Clark yep. from the Kansas City Chiefs. He was released. Evan Ingram did get also another one year deal. A one year deal at eleven point three four five million dollars. Josh Jacobs also Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs both got franchise. Tag, and then uh, let me say, anybody else get released? I guess not really. Nobody of significance, but already three very well-known defensive players released. Things are moving. Yes. Things are moving, and things moved in a big direction yesterday with the uh, Derek Carr to the Saints news, and then Geno Smith staying in Seattle for three years. How about Tom Brady? Yeah, Miami. How about Tom Brady? Here was Rich uh, Rich Eisen yesterday on some of the rumors he heard at the combine. This this one just blew my mind. Tom Brady may not be done after all. <laughs> what? I'm not so sure people are shocked by that. And then he would go on to say Miami because of Tua's concussion problems. What about Stephen Ross and a Michigan <sighs> man? Well, Both a Michigan too, man. That's Michigan true. Man. But I think the first thing people do think is, well, you got Tua. Well, Tua can't stay on the field. I'm a huge Tom Brady guy. always have been. Oh, I yeah. would be... As much as I want to see him play and I'd be excited for him to play, part of me, if he announces he's going to play again, is going to be disappointed because I felt like he was nah, talking to back. Me. He was talking to me on that nah, dune. Come back. When he sat there and he was like, listen, I'm really done this time. I'm really done. And yeah. I was like, Tom, that's great. I'm happy for you. We came on the air. I gave him the old tongue bath and everything else. Great. No one's ever going to do it again. Greatest I've ever seen the whole thing. Can't do it again. Not done till dead. And, and by the way, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is ahead of where Tom Brady was in the middle of his career right now. You know, at the same at the same time. Right, and let's remember, go, come he back missed, and play. He was like Tom Brady missed a year because he sat. But um, I say go to San Francisco. But I think you know Miami makes does make sense because that's where he lives. It's where his kids are. Yeah, and a little bit more normal. And it's like I told you, Stephen Ross is a Michigan man. Tom Brady, a Michigan man. And you know how these Michigan men are. Stick together. 
They stick together. How about Philip Rivers contemplating a comeback at the age of 41? He hasn't played in a couple of years. He's clearly bored. Well, he's, <laughs> he's got, got nine guy. kids. Yeah, I know. I Just know. about to say that. Another Gotta guy. get out of the house. A million kids. <laughs> yep. So his name is out there again as well. So we shall see. Window thrower. Oh, window yeah. Thrower. The ultimate window thrower. That's exactly right. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about Jose Quintana and the side tightness. Oh. That turns out to be a small stress fracture in one of his ribs. Oh, months. He's out months. That's what, right. They, had not, they did not give a timetable, but this is not good. How did that happen to him? He rolled off his bed. Who knows? I mean, that, these things happen. Is that something you can get from throwing? I mean, is that a silly a question? I, I would think I so, know. yeah. If it's on the side of the where his if arm he's got is. bad bones, yeah, osteoporosis, yeah. maybe. I don't know, but this is not this is not good. That's for damn sure. No, so don't know how long he'll be out, but it sounds like Months. a lot of time. Yeah, you have it. There's your first major injury. Mets take on the Astros coming up later tonight. Meantime, the Yankees are off, though they did play Monday evening as they did beat the Pirates. As Judge cranks that high, deep. Into the seats in right. Aaron Judge deposits a three-run homer. His first of the spring. And then as Ryan Rucco on the yes, terrible, that were terrible, the terrible, 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 terrible. They, they were up six nothing. They won nine to two. Um, and so you had uh, Judge with the home run. Here was Jose Trevino on yes. It's good, man. He's been having some good at bats. Uh, he's been working on some stuff, you know, backfields and, and in the games. And you know, tonight he just puts a good swing on the ball. And then Domingo Herman, how about him? He threw uh, three scoreless innings. He struck out four, only allowed a hit. Here was his manager, Aaron Boone. He was 93, 94, even 95 today, consistently with his fastball. And that, you know, it just makes all his secondary pitches play even better. And and when he's, you know, letting it rip like that, usually he's got more bite on his breaking ball as well. So um, I thought it was another strong outing for, for Domingo. It certainly did look like it as uh, they got the win. So they're off today. They actually can enjoy some a nice Florida sunshine. That, by the way, a little dark, that stadium that night. Yeah, that Bradenton, where the Pirates play? Yeah, they play in Bradenton. Well, yep. they t- try to but save this money was... from electricity. <laughs> no, so they only have like two lights on. <laughs> not... Oh, yeah. That's what they got to do, It Jerry. looks like the natural. Remember yeah. that, the, the film, the cinematography of the natural? Sure. Very dark. That's what that looked like a little bit. Yeah, they dark. put us in a, well, the first year went down to Bradenton for spring training when I was in Pittsburgh. They put us in a holiday inn that was actually really, really nice mm-hmm. in Bradenton. And then the second year, they realized that that cost too much. So they got an Airbnb that we showed up. And there was puke in the oh, shower. Nice. And they, the person hung all sorts of stuff on the wall, including a giant pretzel that they had hung on the wall, a qua- a stuffed quail. I mean, I was like, so I called up our general manager and I got down there. I said, listen, I'm not a diva, but puke and a pretzel? Like, what are we doing here? But and a quail. And a quail. And quail, I still have puke pictures of this. But you're the B&B owner. Yeah. How do you rent it out like that? Isn't it your responsibility to come in and clean it and make yes. sure it's ready? One hundred percent. I think if I showed up and that was some place where I was going to stay, I would just, I would just trash well, you, the whole thing. You did go somewhere with stained socks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right, and I left in your bed. Right, saying. exactly. So <sighs> that was a high end. Do happen. Do you remember? Um, Do you remember back in October? Yeah, when the Yankees were in the playoffs, there was one play-by-play announcer that took a beating for the way he called the game. Yes. He's Bob a dope Costas. MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Bob yeah. Costas went on the Bill Maher podcast. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Why doesn't he have a guy? Everyone has one. Uh, acknowledging that he was not great during that series. This past October, I did the Yankees and the Guardians uh, in the division series. <laughs> and I felt like I was off my game. 
Sort of like a pitcher who still has good stuff, but somehow, as they say, he didn't have command. Really? He had no command during that season. That series just kept talking. And he, talking he did and talk talking a lot. And, and revisionist history. And, yes. and then he also, at the time, was like, the Twitter mob is after me. This is ridiculous. But now I guess he realized well, he sucked. So he was asked about the Twitter mob, too. He, apparently a mob is only a few people. Here was him on the criticism. I don't place much stock in what Two or three people say, you know, on Twitter or something. Yeah. Be like two or three hundred thousand. Yeah, I know about that. It's not two or three. I, I do agree with that sentiment, though. That he, statement right there, I agree. But not, everybody yes. was talking about. That. I agree, but it was not two or three people. It was everybody. He had a, he had a rough series, and he knows it. So Everybody's that's a good bitch and complaining about something. Sounds about right. But yeah. you know what? You're not going to bitch and complain about your New York Knickerbockers because they've won nine straight games, and they take on the crappy Hornets tonight. You called them crappy the I other did. day. I did. So go take care of business. Make it ten in a Let's row. Let's go. Let's go. Now is Jalen Brunson going to play tonight? I don't know. We will find out later on. Yeah, I have not heard anything this morning. Nets, meantime, go for a third straight as they are on the road in Houston. Also not a great team. Cavaliers, Celtics. So the, the Celtics have a problem these days. They can't seem to hold a lead. Last night, they led by 14 into the fourth quarter. Then the game is tied with about a second left on the clock. Grant Williams goes to the line, misses the first free throw, would have given them the lead. Then here comes the second one. I mean, still could they could win the game. So here we go. Second free throw from Williams in a 109-109 tie. It's up. No good. Tipped up now. We're going to overtime. And that's Cavs radio. He missed them both. Uh, the game remained tied, and then Boston loses in overtime, 118-114. Donovan Mitchell, you've heard of him. He had 40. Yeah, apparently he was he was messing with Grant Williams there yes. towards the end too and icing him. So it worked. Yep. Here was uh, Joe Mazzula, the Celtics head coach. You get on Williams a little bit for missing both of those free throws. No, Tom, I love him. It's part of the game. He didn't miss him on purpose. <laughs> Got to be able to move on from it. <laughs> to shoot a thousand free throws tonight. Yeah. That would be me. Like, you know, what, what do you think about what happened last night? I mean, he's going to shoot a thousand free, th free throws tomorrow. I can no, tell you that. that. No, no, no. You just tell him you love him. No, yeah, I love you, but get your ass on the free throw line and start <laughs> shooting some free throws. Just tell him. That's you all love you're going to do. Listen, that's your job. You got to make those free throws. We you lost the game because you didn't make those free throws. Job. Do you think that Tom Thibodeau would have handled that the same way? Like, oh, oh, yeah, told him I told him I love him. <laughs> I just put my arm around, told him I loved him. He's my guy. Yeah, right. You think he would have done that? Yeah, of course. I don't think that. I don't think do you would have. Want to keep so. your job? You got to do that. Yeah. I, yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I'll give you some sound uh, next hour from the Raptors and uh, Nuggets. That game ended odd with an ejection. We'll get to that next hour. Uh, your Hofstra team. <sighs> they lost in the semifinals of the CAA tournament to UNC Wilmington, 79-73, a game that was shown Right here on CBS Sports Network. Uh, tonight you got St. Peter's Fairfield first round of the MAC tournament. Manhattan takes on Marist. And the uh, the kid does it again. Not once, but twice. Rim the puck on the left to McLeod. Now to McDavid. Out to McLeod. The shot saved. The rebound. Wrap around. Scores! Connor McDavid. He got it behind the net. Wrapped it around. And it's one nothing Edmonton. And that turned out to be the first of his two goals on the night. McDavid scores 53 and 54 as the Oilers God. beat the Sabres 3 2. He's that unbelievable. Kid's pretty good. Pretty good. He is he's lightning fast. Good. And the puck just finds him, man. And then when it gets on his stick, man, he can do some, some say, serious damage. Uh, the Islanders get the Sabres tonight. And you have the Devils skating with the Maple Leafs this evening as well.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So in the middle of the night, just a few hours ago, police surrounded the home of Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon after deputies responded to reports of shots fired in the area. No arrests were made, and the scene, I'm reading from the post, and the scene has been cleared. Uh, Mixon's involvement in the incident is still unknown. The shooting was reported around 8.30 p.m., and then they've been doing all this work uh, through the middle of the night. Uh, and the outlet performed that uh, reported that police confirmed a juvenile was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Uh, Joe Mixon's sister, Shalonda Mixon, says that Mixon was not involved in the shooting of the juvenile. And the crime scene tape was stretched across two houses, one of which was Mixon's home. So hopefully this juvenile is okay. And hopefully Joe Mixon is not involved. But when you see, you know police tape in front of somebody's house you're thinking the worst obviously so i'm hoping for the the best and this is just he just got caught wrong place wrong time type of situation you know, or maybe somebody tried to rip a car off it out of his driveway yeah that too could happen again to a friend of mine last night or two nights really yes right out of the driveway right out of the driveway bmw boom taken right out and the key fob was not in the car. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not really sure of the particulars, but you know, it's it's interesting because you can see on the ring doorbell, yeah, camera the car. I'll show it to you, and you can see it. And guys pull up and get out of the car and sneak up into the driveway, check the car out, open the door, and pull it out, and then scream off with it. It's 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 it is it is going on all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. Yep, I know. And, and somebody's going to end up having to. Get, somebody's going to end up getting shot. 
I'm just if they haven't you. already. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't I'm know. Maybe sure. they have or they haven't. Somebody is going to get end up getting shot. Somebody somewhere. And I, you know, and you're thinking like the police can only do so much because there's only so many police. They can't be everywhere, right? And if this is happening every day and multiple times, and a this day. is in Manhasset, by the way. Yeah, right. You know, so it's uh, again, it happened again. But anyway, uh, Joe Mixon. The interesting thing about him is that he was most likely going to be released by the Bengals. You know, they would like to keep him. He's been a really good player for them. He had a really good year last year. Yeah. And I was thinking that if the Giants couldn't sign Saquon Barkley and Saquon ends up going somewhere else, Joe Mixon would have been a really, really nice two-year kind of stopgap for the Giants if you wanted a top-end running back. I mean, he's a tough kid. He's great out of the backfield. He blocks well. I just hope this doesn't have anything to do with him. Yeah, let's hope. And we don't know. I mean, his sister yeah. said he has nothing to do with the shooting. There are two houses that are there, and it could be something as similar as that. I mean, it could be his neighbor, you know, was getting his car stolen, and a neighbor went out there yeah, with a gun and shot it. We have no idea. It's just right. it's something that was interesting because an NFL player that we know of who right. has got this police tape around his house. And just hopefully everything's he'll be able to resume his career and everything's going to be fine. Yes. Here's the thing about Geno Smith that is really amazing to me. So when he was with the New York Giants, you know what his salary was that year? It was $1.1 million. Okay. Okay. Then he goes to the Chargers for a year. Mm -hmm. He makes a million dollars there. And then he goes in 2019, he goes to Seattle, and he makes about 805000 his first year, a million one his second year. And then 2021, he's up to a million two. So those are the three years that he's backing up Russell, Russell Wilson. Yeah. 19, 20, and 21. And then last year, you, you know, he made... Uh, Seven million. In other words, they bumped him before the season started, I believe, because they knew that he was going to be the starter once they got rid of Russell Wilson. And now, to his credit, he's made seventeen million dollars in his ten-year career up to this point, and he just signs a three-year, one hundred and ten million-dollar contract. Now, how much of that was guaranteed? I think. You know? I think it's going to be somewhere around fifty-five, fifty-six million guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, what a great story. He's going to be that reference point for a lot of quarterbacks in the future that have struggled early and then are backups and get another opportunity. People are always going to use him as an example of someone who gets paid and to not give up and no matter what your career looks like, to be able to get back on track. And he played great. I mean, this was this was not a fluke. And I'm telling you, this is a this is a contract that I'm sure that John Schneider, their GM, and the coach, Pete Carroll, felt really good about giving their to their oh. player. Yeah, of course. I mean, and you, you, know, you thought that Gino back in the day, you know, with the Jets and the Giants, you know, immature, hadn't figured it out, wasn't ready for the NFL at that point. And, and he's a, a true leader and, and someone that kept working. And even as a backup, you know, was learning that offense, got the trust of Pete Carroll, went out there and was awesome. I mean, was absolutely great. And if you took, you know, his name off of that and put some other superstar quarterback's name on there, you wouldn't be surprised. You know what that name? You know what those numbers look like? They look like Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Geno had 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Threw for 4,200 yards and almost completed 70% of his passes. Yeah, and now Carson Wentz doesn't even look like he's going to have a team now. Well, here's the, so here's the point. Out of all that group of quarterbacks that you were talking about, you know, the Sam Darnolds of the world, Baker Mayfield, uh, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston now is going to be released by New Orleans. Uh, you, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you have a lot of guys out there. Who's the next Geno Smith? <laughs> you just, it just hit me now. Now I know who I want. Now I know who I want if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to the Jets. 
Jameis Winston. <laughs> Get him here. Makes a ton of sense. He got his eyes fixed. He was playing. He was playing well before he got hurt with the ACL injury. Get him here. Jameis. Famous Jameis in New York. Ton of sense. <laughs> I've always loved Jameis Winston. I will. I mean, that's that 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 guy's just a, on the field. Off the field, there's been a lot of stuff. Hey, but on the field, drop back and just let it rip. Yes, that's drop what I'm talking and about. Let it rip without Woo! without consequence, without <laughs> conscience, without anything. Just let it rip. Go bang, bang, bang right down the field. Kinda Fifty like interceptions. It. Who cares? Kind of like it. Who cares? Uh, Joe is in Massapequa. What's going on, Joe? Hey, what's going on? I was heard you guys uh, talking about. Uh, car being stolen i had that actually happen to me uh two weeks ago um ring went off saw what was going on someone was underneath my car so i went out there with a shotgun bird shot and a slug and uh shot off the bird shot first trying to scam away and they, they did they ended up ripping off the catalytic converter but like you guys said this, this is actually going on everywhere i live in massapequa and this is going on yeah, no, it is. It's all over Long Island, all over New Jersey, all over Connecticut. It's everywhere. And, I mean, like, if, if people got their heads up their asses if they don't understand what the hell's happening. You yeah, know? if God told me, uh, you know, don't do that. Um, if he's in the house, different story. But uh, if you would have shot the guy, you know, it would have Yeah, but I got to say, you shot it up in the air. You know, I, I may do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, Joe, at least that your whole entire car didn't get stolen like some others. But a cop was just, a friend of mine was just texting me. He said they're using something similar to a range extender to mirror the fact that your remote is in the car. They put an air tag in your car. Yes. He goes, it's super cheap. They hide it in the trunk. Um, no, put an air tag in your car. It's super cheap and hide it in the trunk and keep your key fob far away from the driveway where your car is kept. Like bring your key fob up to in the, and in your bedroom or something. Not like yeah, near I mean, the, the car manufacturers got to come up with something. I mean, honestly, this is like every. And, and, and you also look at Twitter. It's all over Twitter. You can buy one of these mirroring um, devices that mirrors your key fob. Yeah. So if you go to a valet, if you park at a restaurant, it's a valet. Yeah. And don't think that the valet is. Not, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't want to paint a broad brush. Right. Boomer but, takes on all, all valets. valets. No, no, no. <laughs> but there are valets out there that, you know, if I, I know another instance where here's a uh, husband, wife, wife has some nice jewelry on. Husband's got a nice watch on. They're driving a BMW. Uh, somebody at the restaurant basically scopes them out and then tells their buddies outside waiting for them, follow them home. And rob them on gunpoint. Mm. Yeah. Happened right in Roslyn into Brookville. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting one of these air tags. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to throw it in the trunk. Mikey in the Bronx. What's happening, Mikey? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's, What's on? on? Good, good, good. So, you guys mentioned about the air tags. I got a story for you about, uh, yeah, two weeks ago. I got a call from my mom at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, the car is stolen. With the car stolen, uh, where is it at? So she had figured out that I had put an air tag in the car, so she was finding it. Come to find out, it was about thirty minutes away in Jerome Avenue in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up finding the car. We ended up calling the police. The police is like, "Oh, you found the car?" He's like, "Yeah." So you guys gonna come? They were like, "Nope. Uh, we'll meet you there, and then you can get the car." So they never, they never knew that the air tag was in the vehicle. 
we ended up finding it out. It was in a parking garage. Once we found out that it was in the parking garage, they had changed the plates so it wouldn't be noticeable that that was our vehicle. Yeah, of course. So how you, did you did you get it back? Did you just go up there and take your car back? Were you worried that the people that stole it were going to be around and armed and everything else? Oh, um, we got we got the vehicle back. The police escorted us to get okay. the vehicle back, and then the, the teller at the location was like, "Okay, so who's going to pay for this?" I said, "Well, the same guy who stole the vehicle." You told <laughs> yeah, to not me, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I got it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's, it's worth it a lot. It only looks like it's like thirty bucks too. This air tag. So that is yeah, yeah, thirty bucks. Uh, we ended up getting the deals for like four four hundred dollars. I believe it was. But uh, it's working. Um, you know, if anybody, you know, I'm still going through the insurance, but if anybody wants to invest in that, they should. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. yeah I'm telling you, man, somebody has got to bring down the hammer. These politicians have got to get their heads out of there. You know what? And, and let the police do what they can do. Because this, it's out of control. Yeah, it's no, completely, really completely out of control. Well, I know multiple All people. Over the place. Multiple people have dealt with this. It's, it and is, in Nassau County, it seems to be, it's like really bad. It seems like Nassau County is getting slammed, and they do the thing at the gas stations, too, at Nassau County. Yeah, they jump you in the gas station. Right. So that seems like... I don't want to scare anybody, but I'm just telling you, like it is a major problem, and somebody has got to step up, get behind a microphone, say, this is going to stop. Yeah. This is the thing that George Santos should do to take on. Yeah, George Santos should take on these This would be the thing, because then he'll get people back in his favor. Right, he's, mean, a, he's a Nassau County Queens guy, right? right? Right, out of all the people that New York could send, and we send some really lunatic losers to Congress, but man, this guy takes the cake. <laughs> but we're Chio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 